Hello, and welcome to AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. I'm your host, John S. Today I'll be speaking with Roger C. from AA Agnostica. Roger will look back at the beginnings of the site, why it started, how it started, reflect on his experiences while he was there, and talk about the final post of the site, which was posted today. Hello, Roger. Thank you for joining us here on AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. Good to have you. Thank you, John, for having me. And uh, what a day this is. Um, You're announcing uh, today on the 15th that AA Agnostica will not be publishing any more articles. And uh, this is a big deal for our community, I think. And so I thought it appropriate to have you here to talk about the site, you know, how and why it got to be. And to get your thoughts on, um, you know, on leaving uh, and 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 on a on secular AA uh, just in general. So, I don't know. Why don't we kind of start with the beginning? Um, I know that you you were you were fairly new in AA when all this was coming down, weren't you? You were fairly. Yeah, I'd had about a year in sobriety and in AA at the time that um, Beyond Belief which my home group was booted out by um, Toronto Intergroup. So I was fairly new. And it was um, part of what that meant is that the shock was perhaps even more dramatic for me when that happened. Yeah, I could see. So you were, you were going to that group for a year, mm-hmm. and it was after about a year that, the, that um, you got booted out of the uh, Intergroup. Yeah, we were booted out on May... Uh, May 31st, 2011, Beyond Belief had been started uh, in 2009, and it had been totally accepted by Intergroup. Um, Intergroup was very welcoming to us. In fact, Intergroup had pages on its website that we could have. So we had a page on the website. And on that page were the alternative 12 steps. Really? On the internet, on an intergroup's website? On the intergroup's website. The, wow. the only thing that intergroup asked us to do was at the top of the alternative steps to write the following, which was, this version is adapted from the original 12 steps, which were first published in 1939 in Chapter 5 of Alcoholics Anonymous. That's all they asked us to do so that people would understand that it was our version, that we weren't trying to change the original steps. So for really a couple of years, those alternative 12 steps were on Intergroup's website. Wow, I never knew that. Yeah, on our own page. And they knew that we said at the beginning of our meetings, uh, we recited the, the alternative 12 steps, these alternative 12 steps. And again, their only requirement, the only condition that they imposed was that we read that sentence at the very beginning. So we did. Every time we would read the alternative 12 step at the beginning of the meeting, we'd say, this version is adapted from the original 12 steps, which were first published in 1939 in Chapter 5 of Alcoholics Anonymous. We were very comfortable with that. Intergroup was very comfortable with that. I think so. I like it. It's very respectful, I think. I think so, too. And I think it's exactly the proper way to do it, is that these are not the original. Right. This is our version. Um, 
And we did it that way, and we're quite comfortable with that way. And, you know, somewhere along the line, in 2011, the leadership of Intergroup changed. Okay. And without talking to anybody at Beyond Belief, our page disappeared from the Intergroup website. And all of a sudden, we were off the meeting list. And there was a vote to to toss us from intergroup. A vote that took place without your group being represented? Precisely. It was highly problematic because the executive had already decided that we were gone, so we couldn't even speak at the meeting in which the vote occurred. It was, you know, and it was really quite complex and quite disturbing because there were several versions of the minutes of that meeting where that occurred Mm-hmm. that were posted and then taken down and then a new version was put up and then that was <laughs> taken down a new version was put up but putting all of that, that stuff aside the very peculiar behavior of intergroup and the executive at the time one of the most startling things to me when we were booted out was just how painful it was for members of beyond belief yeah. Um, the first meeting that I was at after we were booted out, there were people who cried. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Yeah. And there were people who were worried that the meeting would collapse. Right. That some wouldn't have any place to go and would go out and go back and drink and maybe end up dead. And there was that was the degree of consternation, the, the the degree of disturbance that everybody felt, and it was really quite painful. That's uh that's exactly um, how I would describe that, and how I did describe that at our area assembly when we were, and, and I won't go into much detail about that, but we were having a motion that had to do with all this entire affair. And I mentioned on the floor of that area assembly that this is a painful history for us. Mm-hmm. And obviously it would be. I mean, anybody who has experience in Alcoholics Anonymous, the community of Alcoholics Anonymous, like I have here in KC, I'm very close to my central office. That, that That's the number I called for help. And um, I feel connected to them. And, and they connect me to the rest of the AA community here. So if they were to say, you're no longer welcome, that it, it would be extremely painful. It hurts. Mm-hmm. And it was. It was very painful to us. I remember going to a couple of intergroup meetings. And um, it, it, it's not only us, members of Beyond Belief, who understood that it was particularly dangerous for us to have been booted out. But they knew that at intergroup as well. And there were people who simply didn't care. Okay, so Intergroup knew that by having you removed from the meeting directory and off their website, that was a dangerous move for them to do? They they realized that? It was a dangerous move for the members of these groups that had been okay, gotcha. that had been booted out, that they were in danger. Okay. And the astonishing part of it is that some of the representatives at Intergroup really didn't care. Yeah. They didn't care what happened to the members of Beyond Belief and the other group that was booted out, we agnostics, they didn't care. These yeah. people could, could 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 do whatever they wanted. They could go back to drinking. They could maybe 
drink themselves to death. These people didn't care. And if you want to define what is not AA, what is anti-AA, for me, that's exactly it. So were these people that decided to remove the steps and to delist these groups, were, was this a new regime at the intergroup? Or is that what happened? You had a new set of people that came in? Exactly, yes. Were they getting pressure from other groups in the city? No, I think it was the people who took over intergroup had their own agenda. Okay. And it was a kind of a top-down from the executive of intergroup down. Um, so it was... Um, you know, you know, it was just a small group of people who were definitely opposed to these agnostic groups and um, decided to take the action that they took. Okay. Now, coming back to Agnostica and how it came into being, um, Joe uh, and David, David at the time was the secretary and Joe was, had been one of the people. Joe was the author of Beyond Belief, right. the book. And he had started, he had been part of starting the group in 2009. So Joe and David decided to create a, create a website. Oh, really? I did not know yeah. that came from them. That came from them. It didn't come from me. Oh. So they decided to create a website called AA Toronto Agnostics so that the meetings would be listed and people would know about it. Which still exists to this day. Which still exists to this day. And what happened is... Um, David, who was the secretary and was so disturbed and hurt by being expulsed from AA that he started going to SOS meetings mm. and then he quit going to meetings altogether. And I haven't seen David since, wow. but he had started up the website and when he decided he was just leaving, uh, he asked me to be involved and that's how I got involved. And so this okay. website that Joe and David started called AA Toronto Agnostics. I got involved in it. And this was in, you know, it started on June 15th, 2011. And um, about six months later is when the name changed to mm -hmm. Agnostica. Gotcha. Um, but initially, I didn't know what to do with it. I just thought it, 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 it wasn't a very brilliant website or anything. It mm -hmm. was on WordPress.com. So it mm -hmm. was free and, and all that right. sort of thing. And uh, but I decided that it would be nice to put the occasional um, post up. Okay. And so the first one on June twenty second, twenty eleven, was um, um, an article by Bill Wilson, uh, "Anarchy Melts" or whatever, whatever the whatever the name of it is. Uh, was that posted on AA Agnostica? AA Toronto. Agnostic. AA Toronto, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And so, so that's pre AA Agnostic. That was the first post. And we didn't put that many posts up on the website at first. Right. You know, there was a period where for two months nothing went up. Right. But you created that site specifically so your groups could be listed, right? Because we were concerned about the members of the group and we were concerned about other people uh, who would want a secular AA meeting. We wanted right. to continue the meeting, we wanted them to know that it, it continued to exist. Yep. And so it was out of pure uh, service that, that that website went up. Um, and that, that was its original purpose. Yeah. And do you know that today 
Um, if you Google um, AA meetings in Toronto, uh, that website comes up just just beneath the Greater Toronto Area Intergroup. Sure, I mean, it's right right underneath it. I'm sure it drives intergroup nuts. <laughs> So it's like it's like you almost still have your own page and you're you're right there with them and um so your groups probably haven't seen a drop have they in fact you've actually grown since 2011 very much so uh within months there was a new group um um widening the gateway uh, okay. uh in Richmond Hill that started up and they were removed and and then We Are Not Saints started up, and then another We Agnostics meeting started up. I mean, there's been, there are about, there were two then, there are certainly a dozen now. Um, okay. And, um, and they're wonderful meetings. Yeah. They're wonderful meetings. I remember the first time I went to Beyond Belief, um, I'd been out of rehab for six months or so, and I was getting really, really distressed by the religiosity of the meetings in Hamilton. And I went to Toronto, and discovered this meeting it was still listed went to the meeting beyond belief listened to the people there i couldn't believe it they just spoke so honestly and shared so openly i walked out of the meeting and i thought i'm saved yeah and that yeah. that was and and to this day um having been to a meeting that we started here in hamilton three months ago tonight to this day, those meetings are crucial to my ongoing sobriety, my sense of well-being, my sense, my ability to share honestly with other people. That's so important. I think that people, I don't know what they think, but I, ha I have a feeling that there are some hardcore, um, very rigid, dogmatic groups who might think, look at us and think that we're very much anti-AA or something. And it's quite the contrary. We're very, very much involved in Alcoholics Anonymous and very passionate about it. And uh, I think that's evidenced by the, the, the new AA meetings that we're starting up all over the country, in Toronto and everywhere else. I agree totally. I agree totally. If any group of people um, is respectful of and implements the responsibility declaration, it's we secularists in AA. The yeah. idea that anybody anywhere who reaches out for help ought to have AA there for them is core to yeah. to, to AA. Um, yeah. this, the responsibility declaration was adopted at Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto in 1965. Bill led, mm -hmm. Bill Wilson led 10,000 people in reciting the Responsibility Declaration for the first time in 1965 here in Toronto. Yeah. And I believe that I believe in it totally, that anybody, anywhere who reaches out for help, the hand of AA ought to be there. And for that, I am responsible. And speaking of that, going back to the website again, I kind of, um, okay, so you were still AA, you were still Toronto agnostics. Um, still had that website, and you started posting on that site. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how long were you doing that, and, and how did you transition from that to AA Agnostica? You want to go into that? Sure. Um, what happened is we were just putting up the odd article here or there um, from time to time, and then it occurred to me that um, it would be wonderful to get more people involved. It would be wonderful to get people in the United States, in Australia, and the United Kingdom involved. And so we started moving in that direction. 
And it was around that time, as I say, we were six months. The website had been up six months where we decided to change the name. It, it wasn't A Toronto Agnostics only anymore. It was A Agnostica. And so we, we began inviting people everywhere um, to contribute, to write articles that we would post, that we would happily post. Um, and that took the website off in another direction. We had to get it off of WordPress.com and find a mm-hmm. web host and um, create a much more elaborate and complex website. Um, and um, the reach out, we had to reach out. We had to reach out to people and invite them to participate. And that was wonderful. That was great. And it was the beginning of, it was the beginning of the agnostica that we know today. Yeah. And I think that that had a, um, that, that gave agnostic AA an internet presence like it did not have up until that time. Because I, I can't remember when it was, Roger. I'm, I I could probably go back and look at my Amazon book history to figure out when I bought The God Delusion. But um, there was my, my descent into atheism was kind of a gradual thing. And I remember doing searches on the Internet for atheists in AA and nothing coming up. You do that now. You see AA agnostic everywhere. You know, so. and, and, and there are, you know, there are other wonderful websites like I will name one, AA Beyond Belief. There you go. Um, <laughs> But it's true. Uh, when these two groups are booted out uh, by intergroup, I decided to write this essay, um, A History of Agnostic Groups in AA. And I thought, oh, well, there was a long weekend coming up. I thought it would be done by the end of the long weekend. There was nothing. There was absolutely no information. There was nothing. And um, it was working. It was amazing because I, I, um, I did find the New York website. Mm-hmm. Let's not say there was nothing because there right. was the New York that. website. And I think San Francisco maybe. Yeah. And the New York website was was remarkable because it had been around since 2001. Right. And they had those meetings listed. And they had the meetings listed. What a remarkable what a thing to do, you know. Yeah. These people deserve an enormous amount of credit for, for doing do. that. And so I found that, and all of a sudden I had some connections, and then um, I found Ernest Kurtz, and um, that was quite remarkable to me. Um, I'd never read a history of agnostic groups, you know, not God, a history uh, a history of AA. I'd right. never read it, and um, so all of a sudden there it was, and all of a sudden I was doing all of this reading and, and eventually wrote a history of agnostic groups in AA, and... Mm-hmm. To me, that was that was quite. It was amazing because I, I I would talk. I talked to Michelle Mirza, who was the chief archivist at um, the GSO, and she had nothing to give me. (laughs) She wanted to help. She was very cooperative at all stages, and when I finally did publish it and post it on then. Right. Toronto Agnostics, and I sent her a copy, and she she wrote back and asked for permission to share it with others if others asked, and of course, yeah. I, I was happy to do that. But that's how little there was. And you know what's interesting? 
it's like okay, these a these agnostic groups have been around since 1975, right. but but they were kind of under the radar. And I was talking to Pam W, um, who helped co-found the the convention, and she said that those people in in L.A. didn't even know about the people in Chicago, and the people in Chicago didn't know about the people in L.A., and they didn't know about the people in New York. And they were sitting around in L.A. wondering, gosh, I wonder if there's any other groups like us. <laughs> you know? I know. Just, I think that's incredible. I know. And even at the time that I was doing this history, working on this history, um, one of the more important people in, in the history of agnostic groups in AA was Charlie Polachek, who started the first group called We Agnostics in Hollywood in, in 1980. Well, it took me forever to find Charlie. And in fact... Yeah, no, it, it, there was just nothing there. There was nothing accessible. I ended up talking to Charlie Polachek on the phone. I called Charlie, he, and I said, Charlie, I'm thinking of writing this uh, history of agnostic groups in, in AA. And he said, really? <laughs> he was so excited that, that yeah. this would be written, this would be, this would be recorded. And, and yeah. my feeling as I was doing this thing is that it doesn't exist until you write it down. That's right, you know? right. Like It gets lost. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Over time. Absolutely. And quite frankly, you don't want to lose people like Charlie no. Polachek, you know, no. and you don't want to lose that history. Do you know, I, I, I really believe this, that had AA Agnostica not come about, we would have lost that history. I don't think that we would have the momentum that we have today because, I mean, that Internet presence means everything. That's really how people find out about us. And that's how we connect with each other. Um, and you guys have tremendous talent in Toronto. So this is like the perfect city um, to start this thing because of the talent pool that you have there that you could write so well and put this information out there for people to consume. And it, it really changed lives. I mean, I'm one of them. And then, you know, we start a group here in Kansas City and gosh, all these other people that come to it. I mean, and this is happening all over the world. Yeah, I, I'm I, – I... I think what you're saying is very kind and, and very generous in terms of agnostica, but I think the whole idea of having a website, um, the whole idea of the Internet, um, was certainly not something that AA had latched onto that was, you know, that they were all that comfortable with. No, you're right. Um, and um, starting the website had consequences that we had no idea we're, we're going to, to be real because one of the things about the internet and a website is that anybody anywhere with a computer and access to the internet can find it. Right. So it, it really was actually kind of shocking to us too, as, 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 as the website grew and grew and grew over time. And there were more people, you know, I'm so, uh, some people, I'm so happy with the people who wrote Articles for Agnostica, um, you know, I I I I think of Laurier in in the United Kingdom, uh, who wrote several articles, um, Gabe S in the United Kingdom, um, Frank M in California. Like there are just so many people who um, just wrote such wonderful stuff. And and mm -hmm. as I say, you had the internet, you had a website. Anybody could read it. So did you did you start out seeking these people out to get them to write? Because um, this is what amazes me, an AA Beyond Belief. It's, it's really a lot of work um, <laughs> making sure you've got new material all the time. So it's like um, the, in the beginning, were you guys like searching for people to help you? Or did you after a while, these people just start coming to you? 
After a while, people started coming to us, but we did look and we did search out and we did, you know, do you know somebody? Um, have, right. Are you familiar with someone who could who could write? Um, you know, um, um, Frank, for example, Frank had written something else somewhere else, and we saw that and then contacted Frank. And said Frank, you got to write. You know, um, you got to write for Agnostica, and Frank, you've got to write for. Uh, do tell in the last chapter of do tell is written by Frank uh, life on life's terms. Yeah. We, if we thought someone, you know, um, would be willing to, and to contribute to agnostica. Yeah. We would ask them, we would, we'd push them in fact to do mm -hmm. it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, um, but in fact, a number of people would, would send an email saying, Hey, can I write something for agnostica? Yeah. I'll say you yeah. sure can. <laughs> this is tremendous service work too. Um, you know, I don't know if you realized that at the time. You probably didn't intend for it to become this, but it's it was a real service to Alcoholics Anonymous and to the newcomer that's seeking help in Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, because, like we said, you know, there are a lot of people that are not going to go to AA if uh, they think they're going to have to pray mm -hmm. and hold hands and pray and so just having a secular alternative means everything to a lot of people so and i know you didn't intend for it for, for for it to become this probably i mean this was just a this is amazing it's just a, a site that was to list your meetings and it grew and grew and grew into the aa agnostica that we know today sure and it was the people who contributed to it i think there were something like 160 people uh, wrote yep. articles for um Agnostica. There were some 360 articles written, uh, and it, it, it took off on its own. Yep. And really, after a while, it was just like for me and for other people involved in the website, it was just like keeping up. Yeah. Um, and just being there and being present and and keeping up with with yep. the momentum that the, 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 that the website was gaining over time. Yeah. And you know, we we uh, we um, I. I love many of the articles that are, mm -hmm. I love all of the articles, but some of them are, you know, inspiring. They're brilliant. They're really very, very good. And um, they do cover a whole range of perspectives and oh, views. Yeah. You know, there are, um, and that's the point. That's the point. Right. I mean, Roger could have had a website with just Roger stuff. Right. And I don't even think. I know Roger wouldn't have been interested in reading it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it was the diversity, uh, yeah. the different perspectives, the different styles, the different characters that came through the articles. Um, yeah. That was really inspiring and really enriching. Um, and, yeah. and, and that made the website worth the time and energy that everybody put into it. And that's what people need because we, you know, when we when we take this journey um, into the program as secular people, we all have kind of different varying paths. You know, there's different ways we can go. Um, I'm still trying to find my way. So it's kind of nice to have a website where you do have that diversity, where you where you can open your mind and you can explore and you can find your own way. Maybe change your way as you as you go along. Mm -hmm. So, you know. I think that's uh, that's pretty important. Um, one thing I was thinking about, Roger, I I, I sometimes not for a lot, but I, I frequently get l emails from people um, just expressing gratitude for these sites mm -hmm. and telling me what it means to them because they might be people 
that don't have meetings like this. Mm-hmm. They're in some rural area of some some place, and um, th- whenever I get one of those, it, that that inspires me to keep going. I imagine you got a lot of those letters. I got a lot of those emails indeed, and um, all I can say is that um, there are some 360 wonderful articles on A Agnostica, and they're going to stay there, um, yeah. and the website's going to stay up, and they're well worth reading. Um, even art, you know, one of the most popular articles on A Agnostica was written by Frank M. in California called An Atheist Guide to 12-Step Recovery. Yep. And it was written, uh, say, in 2012, but it's the most popular uh, post on the website with, you know, yep. well over 100,000 viewers, you know, who, yep. people who've read it. Um, so, and you said, I think that your alternative 12 steps is one, was the most, one of the most popular links on the site. Very much so. Very much so. Um, which is... Um, and, and, Talking about the 12 steps, you know, because there are some of us, uh, and and I talk about this in the last post, where I say, you know, we have different approaches to the steps. Uh, mm-hmm. We secularists in, 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 in AA, and some people don't do them at all. Right. And yep. some people do them. And, right. um, you know, the um, w- one of the, um, you know, I think as long as, as long as AA exists, the steps are going to be around in one I think way or so another. Too. They're beautiful. I love the steps. You know, and in the, in, in the appendix to the spiritual experience, um, Bill Wilson writes about um, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism. We know, I know in recovery, that a personality change is essential to my sobriety. I need mm. to grow. Yeah. I need to be more connected. I need to care more about other people, um, which, you know, frankly, I didn't do a very good job of as an alcoholic. So that personality change, if the steps help you to achieve that, do the steps. Yeah. And so, yeah, the alternative 12 steps have been a very popular um, page on the agnostica. And then we published the book, The Alternative to 12 Steps, A Secular Guide to Recovery, that was originally published in 1991. And it has had tens of thousands of viewers. We've published, yep. you know, chapter after chapter, step after step. Yep. Um, That's a really good book, by the way, The Alternative to 12 Steps. There were people talking about it today at, 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 at my meeting here in Hamilton, um, who very much love it. Um, it. It's really a very interesting book. It was written by a couple of women. For yep. one thing, so it has a, it has it has um, a little bit of a different take on the whole issue yep. of powerlessness and yep. and yep. Um, and um, not just affirming character defects, but also acknowledging that we do have some qualities. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, we actually read from that book sometimes during our meetings. Yeah. But you know that 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 article that you were talking about is was so popular and it's still popular that and it was written so long ago and that the alternative twelve steps are so popular, and I'm finding the same thing on AA Beyond Belief. Anytime we write about the steps and approaching them from a secular point of view, people eat that up. Mm-hmm. That's I think there's a real hunger for that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that it's there. We're all um, hardcore atheists that are even looking for it. I don't know, but um, there's just I think that's a very um, 
important thing for us to to realize um even if you know we don't work the steps i think that there's it's just going to be natural that a lot of us many of us if not most of us are going to want to have something to do with the 12 steps but the problem is we're going to have to interpret them in a way that works for us which anyone has to do anyway mm-hmm. um but i think it's more difficult sometimes for the non-believer especially the newcomer um non-believer to try to figure out how to make sense of these. I mean, that that's that's one question I get a lot from people is, how do you work the steps? So it makes sense to me that those um, would be your most popular um, articles and links. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is, um, there, is, um, there is a secular approach to the steps. The steps are, somebody has described it as um, a form of cognitive behavior therapy. Uh, and, and, and I think that, you know, I... I I'm, I wish our culture um, was more engaged in, in kind of a group therapy approach so that people could talk about growth and change and, and, um, and the need for, for, for these things. You know, like I, I find an AA, like I go to an AA meeting and I think, wow, this is great. Everybody should go to meetings, something like this, where they can talk about what isn't working for them, what problems they have, what is working for them, mm-hmm. and how they discovered that and how, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that that's, um, that's an important part of being human is growth, personality change, um, and the support and help of other, other human beings. Yeah. I was actually thinking about, I had a thought on my way to the meeting today, and this is probably a thought that started generating a few days ago um, from a letter I received. But I was thinking to myself, you know what, what's really more important about these steps is not so much what we believe, but it's really what we do. And whenever I, I remember reading the, through the big book, and they would often describe this as a program of action or a practical program of action. It was never described as a program of belief, you know. It's like <laughs> what it's, it's like we've somehow gotten away from from the actions that we do and the and that we do with each other, um, and we're focusing more on the what do you believe, uh, what God is going to help you with this. Um, so anyway, I, th- I think that's why a lot of times uh, the people people that who come to secular AA. Um, do find themselves struggling trying to figure this out because they might be going to other meetings where people aren't even talking anymore about what we actually do. Mm. They're focusing too much on what we believe. That's a very interesting point. Yes. Anyway. You should write yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have these. Actually, you know how, why I started thinking about that? Um, some some uh, a young lady uh, posted on Facebook on our Facebook page. She asked, she asked uh, the AA Beyond Belief Facebook page. She says, do you all have a higher power? And I said, I said, well, <laughs> do you believe in a higher power? I said, well, um, mo- I can't speak for all of us, but you know, um, we we do believe that we help each other stay sober. So I guess you could say that we we are a higher power, and and that wasn't good enough for us. So she come back, she says, so you do believe in a higher power? I said, well, I guess we do. <laughs> but, you know, but I started thinking, it wasn't really matter what we believe. Sure, you know, it really doesn't. But that's what kind of got that thought in my head. But. Um, so what are your plans, Roger? Um, I, and I appreciate that you're going to leave A Agnostica up because I think that is a tremendous um, resource that needs to stay up. Um, so thank you for doing that and for main, continuing to maintain the site. Um, but are you still going to you still plan on publishing books and doing some writing or what do you what do you what do you want to do? Well, we're working on the practical book. 
um, yeah. tools we find helpful in recovery. We're working on that book. Um, other than that, I don't know what I'm going to do, and that's the exciting part of it for me. Um, yeah. I've devoted five years um, uh, to to agnostica, and now I'm, you know, um, to me it's part of that personality change I was talking about earlier in, yeah. in, in Appendix 2. Um, I need to have other preoccupations, other pursuits, sure. and, and, sure. um, and I'm really looking forward to all of that. Do you know how unusual it is for somebody in their first five years of sobriety to um, have a big website? Well, you know, about... <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a tad unusual. <laughs> and you know you I, were pretty busy for five years and I, i'm still you know i'm still going to be an aa or i just you know help start a meeting here in hamilton yeah. i'll be in um kansas city uh, that's right you know, absolutely well. in august and um convention in um in november in austin yeah. so I, i'm still an aa or absolutely you know um so i need to um I need to uh, continue that in terms of, you know, continue that in some manner or fashion or another. Right. Um, but I want to look elsewhere, too. And I want to look at um, I'm in the pro, you know, I'm 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 in a, a very important relationship with 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 right. another person now. And, and you know, right. I love her and I want to make sure that that relationship is is wholesome and healthy and, and yeah. moves forward. Um and that's that's actually that is becoming a top priority for me. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's a, it's a it's a lot a lot of commitment to do that, and and it's good that you're doing that. Yeah. So other than that, there are other there are other things I want to I want to look at um, I want to look at um, working for a not for profit organization either as volunteer yeah. or part time employee, but just something that I believe in and 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 so I, I'm really excited. Yeah, service work maybe even outside of AA. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. So Roger, let's talk about your last post. Okay. Uh, and talk about some of the things that you wrote there. You were talking a lot about the group conscience mm -hmm. of our fellowship. You want to go go into a little bit of detail on what you what you feel about that and you expand on that a little bit. Well, I thought that after five years of um, a number of articles and a thousand comments and uh, a number of emails that. Uh, I would try and r rough out um, what my sense of the group conscience uh, of we secularists um, is. And, of course, that's all in the last post. And I deal with things like um, a belief in God for us is not yep. an essential part of recovery, um, that um, human resources are indeed Important. I love that. I'm so glad they came up with that. <laughs> that was a big sticking point at my old home group. And one reason I just can't bear to go there anymore is people just went freaking crazy if I denied that that human power was enough for me. <laughs> right. So I do love that. I do like that. Yes, human power can relieve our alcoholism. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, and um, so the, there are just some elements. Wanted to talk a little bit about the the steps, and I wanted to also say that um, what we're about as secularists in AA is not about trashing anybody. You know, no. um, I don't see, I don't have a an A agnostica did not do that. There were no articles there. 
there might have been comments from time to time, but there were no right. articles that this, that was going to trash anybody, because that's not our instinct. It's not our primary purpose. No. <laughs> you know, most of the secularists that I know and that wrote for Agnostica are very um, compassionate and uh, and congenial with regard to other people's views. It's it's you know all they want is that our own views, all we want is that our own views be respected too, you know. Um, right. I really think that's crucial, and it's crucial to understand that, and I think it's crucial to AA that 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 uh, people's um, uh, people be respected no matter what, yeah. no matter yeah. what. And, I, I, you know, I've always thought that was the essence of AA, I, you know, and, 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 you know, you boot somebody out of AA, I think you're not AA. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not behaving in the way that yeah. AA was meant to behave, which is to help anyone anywhere who reaches out, you know. Right. So and I think that that's by and large the secularist approach is that, you know, let's open this thing up. You know, let's mm -hmm. let's be what let's be what we're supposed to be, mm -hmm. which is, you know, um, so those are some of the elements that, that I that yeah. I talk a, a little bit about. Um in 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 the last post, um, and I do I do emphasize that we are AA, you know, yes. and 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 um, that um, the whole idea of you know you were talking about this a little bit earlier, maybe starting a whole other organization with a different belief system. Give me a break, you know. Right. It's not another belief system we need. <laughs> you know, another dogmatic uh, formulation of how people should live and how they should get sober. Um, what we need is to be, um, is to open up, to be open-minded, um, you know, to be loving and tolerant. I don't know where I came up with that expression, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's really yeah. what saves our, our asses in the end. Right. And, um, right. and um, it's, you know, and, and I, and I, and I, but that's what AA is meant to do. Yeah, I think that you're right, that we all have come to that consensus, first of all, that there's no deity, there's no supernatural force that has anything to do with whether or not we're going to drink or, or anything to do with our recovery, absolutely. And the fact that we are AA is pretty evident in every single person that I have ever met in um, secular AA. They are passionate about Alcoholics Anonymous. And they, they might disagree with me vehemently about my how if I want to do the steps or this or that, I mean, we have different mm -hmm. different views and so forth. But I think that we do feel that we are Alcoholics Anonymous. And I think for the most part, I mean, there might be a few. I, I guess, Roger, there are some that will criticize AA, but even those people consider themselves part of it, which is a little bit odd sometimes. That's how some of them talk. But, but I think that that, that, that that view that we are AA is pretty important. Well, I think most of us, most of the people I've ever talked to, um, will tell you that AA saved their lives. Yeah. Um, so it's... Um, and we talked about that tonight at, at, at my meeting here in Hamilton is, um, um, what is it? What is it that works? And the consensus at tonight's meeting anyway was, uh, one alcoholic talking to another alcoholic is really what works. Yeah. Um, and that's my belief as well. And one of the, one of the, one of the people who went around the table tonight, one of the people talked about, you know, you had, um, you had Bill and Bob, you know, um, somebody who wanted to quit drinking and someone who wanted to continue 
in his life of sobriety working together and by golly it worked yep. you know and if there's an essence of aa to me that's it yeah that's it and um and and I'm, I'm 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 honored and proud to be a part of that when i go to a meeting you know i think yep. okay this is great you know i'm we're helping each other what yep. you know that's a that's an amazing thing for human beings to do is to help each yep. other and that's i every a meeting i go to um that's the top priority you know. It is. I, I was telling my wife the other day when, when I was telling you we had a, a new young a young lady come to our meeting for the first time. It was her first meeting. I said, you know, so we do get a lot of newcomers, and sometimes they don't come back, and sometimes they just they, they might come for six months or so. And I said, you know what? That's really okay, because if all they needed was that one meeting where where they could feel safe and they and, and if it helped them that one meeting, then it's worth it. If they, if they if all they needed was six months of meetings and they could move on with their lives, great. Mm-hmm. So if we're there to help people at times when they need it, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't all keep coming back, and some of us might not the first time around anyway. Right. So no, I know I had a pretty checkered history in the beginning myself. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you you wanted to talk about, Roger? About um, that you can think about in that um, in your final post? No, I think um, I think I would conclude by saying that you know I'm really happy with having done it for five years. Um, uh, I'm happy that um, the fifth anniversary popped up and appeared to be a good time to um, stop putting original posts up. Um, I want to say that I'm, you know, very happy with with um, with uh, so much. Um, I, I'm so pleased with so much else that is happening. We, we, you talked about that earlier. So much is happening, whether it's yeah. whether it's you know, uh, a beyond belief, um, and the people involved in that, which is quite right. remarkable. Whether it was the Santa Monica convention, let me yeah. let me let me praise uh, Dorothy and Pam and Jonathan. Absolutely. For putting yep. that together, um, I think I think that was an extraordinarily big deal. Yeah, and people are still hugely uh, crazy passionate about the convention still to this day. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and more yeah. power to the people putting on the um, the convention yep. in Austin. And um, so there's a lot happening. Uh, meetings. I the idea of new meetings starting, uh, which is you know not not such a big deal anymore because they're all over the place. You know, over 300 now, right? Yep, over 300. Um, 200 of those in the last four years. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Th- over 300, 200 in the last four years. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. Wouldn't it be interesting to know what the statistics are for AA overall? How how many groups are <laughs> they get started up like that? I I kind of think this is a this is I think it's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think this is going to snowball from here. Well, I think it's going to snowball too. And I was at, um, uh, I believe in being involved in general service. And I was at the yeah. district meeting on Monday night because I'm GSR for, for my group. And um, they were talking about the, the general service conference and about, uh, they, they were talking, well, one of the things they talked a lot about at the district meeting was the number of groups that are closing in Hamilton. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think that um, I think that I think that I, I, I truly believe that A Agnostica and A Beyond Belief and the convention were 
part of a tide. You know, we didn't create it. We 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 jumped on board gotcha. because there is a movement towards um, a more open and tolerant AA, and there are more secularists. There are more people who describe themselves as nuns when it yep. comes to religious affiliation, yep. and that's where it's going. And we got on board. And and if 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 there is credit owing to us, it was like that we got on board. Yeah, I think you're right. And I just want to thank you, Roger, to uh, take a little a moment to thank you very much for not just what you've done for the fellowship and with AA Agnostica, but your uh, the friendship that I've uh, developed with you and all the help that you've given me on AA Beyond Belief. Uh, just the fact that you helped with that site at all um, is it, it's it's incredible what uh, the, the experience that I've had with that. And it really helps me appreciate AA Agnostica and what you did. We'll never be able to match anything close to what you guys did. But um, thank you. Thank you very much. And I want to thank you, John. And um, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And um, I look forward to uh, to the upcoming events that I was talking about in Kansas City and yeah. Austin. And I look forward to being one of the big fans of AA Beyond Belief over the next few years. I look forward to having you in Kansas City. I, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think Kansas City is like <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Roger. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, that's it for another episode of AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. We thank you for listening, and we'll be back with you soon enough. Until then, take care and be well.